0: Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord, thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from June 23rd until June 30th, the final week of the 6th month of the year, meaning that we're also entering into the second half of 2021 already. Over this next week, we're going to have the Capricorn Full Moon at 3 degrees of Capricorn, and we also have Neptune stationing retrograde at 23 degrees of Pisces. That is exact on June 25th. However, with outer planets, the energetic influence often begins weeks before, and we start to feel it, we start to sense it when the outer planets begin to slow down. So we'll be talking about that Neptune influence as it's certainly been a big part of this Mercury and Gemini energy that we've been experiencing. Now, we do have Mercury direct at this time. Mercury has traveled back to 16 degrees of Gemini. And I'm going to start there in today's podcast because this Mercury retrograde has been very interesting in how we've had to sit with something longer. Maybe you've been wanting a solution, wanting an answer, wanting clarity, and it can feel like it's eluding you, that it's not clear or it's not strong. There could even be this restlessness, which is definitely a Gemini energy. It can feel mentally restless as well. So what we have with this Mercury now direct and going to move forward. We're going to start to see something differently. We're going to see what we missed. There's things that maybe are going to show up, perhaps little details or bits of information that are going to come in and start to generate a clearer story. Gemini is the storyteller. So we've only had part of a story. It's sort of like maybe just half of a conversation or only some areas have been known now with this mercury direct more information comes forward it comes out it is again clearer to help show you a bigger picture or even help you reprogram or understand a story in a new way mercury in gemini is going to help us Create a higher narrative, meaning if there was something you missed before, it could have been that you were really focused on particular projects, tasks, information. It could even be that the mind has been spinning in the same story, in the same information, and maybe even creating that anxiety or restlessness. But now what I feel is happening is that something is going to be opening up, and it also feels like it could be a little bit smoother, where if it was bumpy, if it was a little bit fuzzy, now this Mercury Direct in Gemini is asking you to look at what information you've been sitting on or sitting with, what has been happening around you where you haven't had the full story. So allow this new information to come in, allow for clarifications, allow for conversations to happen un- again. So it's almost like you had a conversation with someone and maybe not everything was put on the table. Maybe not all the information was disclosed or discussed. This is about a round two. This is coming back to talk about something again, to collect more information, to verify details, verify what you know, and allow for someone to say, oh, wait, I forgot to mention blah, 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 or, you know, I don't think I said blah, blah, blah earlier. Now, the reason why this is happening is because that Mercury in Gemini was interacting with with Neptune and Pisces through a square which is where there is a dissolving of facts where information's removed and this can be at a very unconscious level. It could have been that the mind is so full that you forgot to say something or you forgot an important detail. There's a forgetfulness when Mercury interacts with Neptune in Pisces. Uh, this can be unintentional And it can also be intentional where that omitting of information can be intentional at times. So what we're doing right now is we're allowing room to clarify, allowing for ourselves to have another conversation or another interaction where the information that wasn't shared is now put out there or it's revisited. And this is important for honing in on our communication skills and also applying what the North Node in Gemini is teaching us, which is about continuing the conversation, keep things going. How can you stay curious and inquisitive? How can you keep asking questions, but also? keep listening and to hear what's being said and then to ask questions back that clarify what's being said. So there's a strong energy here of understanding that maybe there has been information that wasn't openly shared. And again, that can be an innocent thing that can be a forgetfulness. It doesn't mean it has a bad intention, but allow room and space to revisit important conversations or important topics in your life. And you might realize that you need to talk to somebody or that something came up and you didn't present your full story or you didn't share everything you knew. This is now a time to revisit that and to do so with grace, with a sense of truth and a willingness to listen, as well as activate that throat chakra in a much more powerful manner. I feel like part of the energy has been diluted, where it could have been harder to say things or more difficult to express what's on your mind or what you've been thinking about. Now is a time when that energy can shift for you. Keep in mind that Mercury will have another square to Neptune and Pisces during the first week of July, and then on July 7th and 8th, Mercury in Gemini will square its shadow zone. So over the next few weeks, we're going to have opportunities to get clearer and to have some more focused conversations and discussions. Now, this is also when people can come back around and say, oh, whoops, I forgot to mention blah, 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 or they give you something new about the vacation plans or whatever you're doing to create something or build something Uh, this can be very much about our everyday correspondence through text through email uh, anything that is casual there could be more that comes forward right now so just allow room for that allow room and space for what you don't know what you didn't know and know that these are things that are probably going to be discussed over the next few weeks and then that allows for the fuller story to be known One of the gifts of this Mercury retrograde in Gemini has been to observe how our minds work, observe where we fixate on something or where we are scattered, observe how much energy the mind puts towards something and whether it is productive or it's exhausting. Uh, The Mercury in Gemini energy wants to move fast. It is a multitasker. It's the part of us that will be looking at our phone while the television is playing in the background. It's where we're able to handle a lot of stimuli or a lot going on at once, but this can be too much and it can lead to that forgetfulness. So part of the themes right now is looking at what needs to be discussed, what wasn't fully covered, where there was information that was forgotten or left out, and to allow other people that grace as well. Now the sun is in cancer, the first water sign, and this energy is where we go into more of what's happening in our personal world, where the energy moves from the very fast-moving, dynamic mental sphere of Gemini, and it drops down into the heart, the heart chakra, what the heart needs, what you're feeling and sensing. And this is where we're able to tune in to more of our emotional energies, our emotional intelligence, as well as the emotional body. And over this period here, as we move through cancer season, you may be feeling more sensitive. You could even feel more overwhelmed If you're picking up on energies and you're just sensing more of what's happening in the world or in your environment, because that cancer energy, one of its gifts is its energetic attunement to what's not being said. So here we had a very dynamic Gemini period, Gemini season, where we had the Gemini solar eclipse, Mercury retrograde in Gemini, a lot happening. And now in Cancer, we're able to dig into the messages that are not spoken, the messages that are felt, and to help you tune into that part of your own energy field. So the emotional body comes alive in Cancer season, and it's where we can understand more of what we're feeling. Now, Venus has been transiting through Cancer for a few weeks now, and she's moving quickly. In fact, she is entering Leo on June 26th, and I will talk about that in just a moment. But that Venus in Cancer has already been bringing our attention to some of our soft spots some things that could feel vulnerable, some things that we might feel like we're sorting out and we need some time and space to sit with it, to feel into it. Well, here comes the sun in Cancer that is opening up more of these messages. And this is one of the beautiful things that happens with transiting planets is that we can experience these energies in layers. And so where that lovely receptive Venus was softly tuning into some quieter messages about what your heart needs, what feels good for you, what your self-care energies might be right now. When the sun moves into Cancer, it really shines a light on these parts of yourself so that you can see the wholeness of who you are. Now, Cancer is a feminine energy and a water sign. It is intuitive. So this is a time when you can practice Trusting your intuition even more, trusting the feelings that rise up in you, and also being very discerning about these feelings. For example, when we have strong sun and cancer energies, we can be feeling a lot. That isn't always from this moment. It's not necessarily in this exact present moment that something's coming alive. It's taking you back. It's taking you back into a previous situation or previous time in your life when you maybe first had this intuitive message or you first had a certain feeling that maybe you didn't know what to do with. So, we have an interesting dance here with the sun in Cancer where we are dancing more with our past versions of self that are ready to be seen, loved, and embraced. We're ready to see where we've maybe had some emotional holes or emotional voids that now as a conscious individual, you're able to essentially parent your inner child. You're able to say, oh my goodness, I know what's coming up here. I am feeling Rejected. I'm feeling a fear of rejection. I'm feeling that perhaps this is a little bit scary. I don't know if I want to take a risk. I'm feeling uncertain about what might happen. And it activates all of these parts of you at a cellular level that feel that energy, that feel it. And so you can feel it pulsing through your body or in your nervous system. Uh, You could feel it somewhere in your physical self where those are. Cellular memories, maybe you've been holding and carrying not only in this lifetime but across multiple lifetimes around the energy of rejection or the feelings of rejection. And what is that about? What does that mean? And so it opens up much more than just what's happening in the present moment. And that cancer energy. It's the first emotional imprints you have of yourself, of how you receive energy. So it could be that you're, feeling this rejection or anticipating or fearful of rejection because at a cellular level it's taking you back to something early in your childhood where you first unconsciously felt rejection. So maybe that was with a sibling, maybe that was with one of your first best friends and they didn't want to play soccer with you or they didn't want to go to dance class with you or you felt like A coach didn't think you were good enough at something. I mean, these are things that we really don't think about all the time in our daily lives, but they exist within us. And so this cancer energy, it will speak to your cellular memories. It will speak to a part of you that was younger, that was sweet, that was naive, that was vulnerable, that was trusting. And that's the part of you that may be coming up right now for your conscious attention and healing. There could be something here for you to notice in terms of a pattern, a pattern of emotional energies, a pattern of fears, a pattern of something in your life that is directly related to an initial core wound in this lifetime. But it's a core wound that you felt, that you received, that kind of became absorbed Especially when you were younger and you didn't have the tools to understand it or the tools to work with it or even the knowingness of what was going on. And this is just part of our human experience. This is part of how we grow up in life and how we move through different parts of our lives is we have all these different experiences that we carry from when we're younger that us and then we have opportunities through various cycles to see them differently to work with them intentionally and to understand more of what's happening within us and because this cancer energy is the only water sign in the first half of the zodiac so the first six signs of the zodiac starting at aries taurus gemini cancer leo virgo cancer is the only water sign it's the only connection to the water realms in the first half of the zodiac which is the focus on self-development so this brings an added importance to the energy of cancer because it really can highlight more of our internal programming and how we first experienced emotions how we first felt something and maybe it didn't feel so good, but we didn't know what to do with it. We didn't know how to talk about it or who to trust with it. So we carry it in our lives. We carry it forward. We carry it as part of ourselves until at some point in the journey, Usually when you've reached a level of consciousness that you're aware of what needs to be healed or you do some shadow work or you're just aware of who you are, you do more of a deep dive into these initial feelings. And this is why if you've done any kind of therapy or counseling or anything around energy work and healing, usually the root or the core wound takes you back to childhood. And it takes you back to these first experiences that you didn't realize were happening and then as an adult or as a conscious individual you start to unpack it right you start to say oh well that's because when I was six years old and I really wanted to play softball I wasn't good enough compared to everyone else so I was picked last or I wasn't picked for the team and that would have been perhaps a first experience of rejection or something that affected your self-worth and of course there's so many different ways this unfolds and it's unique for each of us. But cancer season highlights these core emotional wounds with the intention of healing yourself, stepping in to being your own parent, to being the one who gives you now what you didn't receive when you were younger, or at least provides the opportunity to look at those themes and to look at those energies in yourself. Now, I've had a lot of really amazing conversations with incredible people And this is throughout my whole life, friends, colleagues, siblings, just people you know. And what I've observed is that I feel like every single one of us can relate to rejection, abandonment, alienation, betrayal and other universal themes that we've experienced at some point in our life. And of course, this can exist on a huge spectrum of experiences. Uh, The effects of it can vary widely. It is very individual in how and to what intensity we've experienced these emotions, but What I've observed is that they are universal. There's something relatable about them. There's something that we each go through as we are moving through our wonder years, as we're maturing, as we're becoming more aware of ourselves, that we understand this human journey involves these types of experiences with other people. And it also can show us how we developed unconscious coping mechanisms how we develop ways perhaps to numb ourselves or shield ourselves. These are also defense mechanisms at times that are related to the energy of cancer, where when something is sensitive and soft, we look at how to defend it or protect it so that We don't experience that wound again so that we don't feel that hurt or that vulnerability again. And yet it's really by going into it, you know, dropping the shields, looking at the coping mechanisms, being very honest with ourselves about how we numb or how we try to avoid certain things. But it's when we have the courage to really look at it. That we open up into this whole new beautiful world of self-love, self-compassion, and self-understanding. So as the sun voyages through cancer, we have an opportunity now to be very honest with ourselves in a personal way, you know, at a very authentic level around what is the origin of this energy for me, of this emotional energy. And if you go back to childhood, if you go back to something that stands out for you, and this can be something you just trust intuitively, it may come up what you're feeling is related to that first core wound or related to even something that's been happening for you across multiple lifetimes. So then it's more of a soul growth thing theme that's bigger than this lifetime, but that was triggered right now for you to work with it consciously, to change it around, and to connect to your own power, your own light, and new choices, new understandings around what this energy is for you. Because that cancer energy is so receptive and so sensitive, it can have a hard time detaching and being objective. So one of the ways we balance the cancer energies is by stepping back from our own personal experiences and looking at more of what you've learned, more of what you've come to understand and how to reconnect with your sense of self. What do you choose now? What is true for you now? What is a choice you're consciously making about this core wound or this pattern or this theme in your life that is putting you in a place of choice. Whereas when you were younger and something was happening to you and you were receiving it and feeling it and not knowing what to do with it, not understanding it, it can feel like you don't have choices or you can feel powerless and stuck. And there's things that can show up that we use uh, to move through the discomfort But this feels like a very important time to look at what's coming up for you, be very mindful about it, and to remember you have choices. You have ways of moving through it that will connect you with your power, with what is true for you now, and to show you how you're able to grow and learn at any stage of life because that is when you're ready. It's like when we have something that comes to our awareness, it's also a signal from our soul that we're ready right now to look at this. And it's okay if you weren't ready to look at it last year, last month, 10 years ago, does no good to beat ourselves up about that, but it's looking at it right now as, okay, clearly this is coming up from my awareness so that I can turn this into something that feels better for me, that feels powerful and that honors who I am now. So in a lot of ways, cancer season is where we come in contact with more of our own emotional energies and our emotional imprints. It's where we do more internal work, where we realize more of those emotional messages that are coming up, if they've been a pattern, if they've been a theme, especially across multiple lifetimes, and then we have the opportunity to look at what you're going to claim for yourself now and how you're going to use this energy going forward. This is a gift in being very honest with yourself and in trusting yourself and that's one of the beautiful gifts really of cancer energy is to just trust your feelings, trust what comes up, do not judge them, do not apply anything that sinks your energy because that means the mind is coming in and it's interesting when we really go into the intelligence of feelings and emotions we're tapping into a part of ourselves that's looking to be seen loved and accepted and it's where when you look at even the lower vibrating energies of shame or guilt uh, even any energy that we turn against ourselves say self-judgment chances are you can correlate those messages back to the heart and it can be back to not listening to the heart or not understanding what you need, not hearing your true feelings, not understanding the true feelings. It's like there can be that disconnect between what you're really feeling and wanting and that energy isn't being fully embraced and accepted. And then it can show up later through the energies of guilt, self-judgment or shame Because we feel like I should have listened to myself, or I should have done something different, or I should have, and those shoulds can be directly tied to the heart, the heart's messages, the heart's needs, the parts of ourselves that we didn't fully honor or pay attention to. So it makes this really beautiful loop where we loop back to ourselves. We are actually looping back or circling back to one of our original primal needs and during cancer season you can ask yourself what is a primal need that my heart is yearning for or longing for what is something in me that I strongly feel I strongly have this emotional energy around it and am I allowing that energy to be heard and seen? Am I allowing that part of myself to be loved and accepted? And so it's always interesting how this journey brings us back to ourselves. We loop back to an original need, but the beauty is as we loop back, we spiral up, spiral up to a higher Awareness, a higher consciousness. And this is where you can make some beautiful packs with yourself, some beautiful promises or pledges to yourself around I am now going to really honor this part of me going forward. I'm going to allow this feeling, this intuitive energy to be a part of who I am. I'm going to practice it. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to give it room in my life. And that is how you open up and blossom. And blossom is a word that I commonly think of with this cancer energy, where we blossom into fullness. We blossom into more of ourselves because now we're fully integrating all four elements of the Zodiac together. So when the Zodiac begins, it starts with the fire of Aries and moves into the earth of Taurus, then we're in the air of Gemini, now we're in the water of Cancer, all four energies have been recently activated and this can create a new alchemy, this can create a new inner dance around more of who you are. And as always, it's right on time for you, it's right on time for where you're at, what you want, what you're doing, what's happening in your world, it's always right on time when we are consciously open to it and when we're connecting to it. So this is the entryway here into a very beautiful Cancer season that actually brings us a full moon in Capricorn at three degrees. Now, this full moon is exact on June 24th, and I have a video for you on YouTube talking more about the chart. But the full moon in Capricorn is a time to really assess what's working and what's not working, where we're ready to make some changes and shifts, where we're ready to determine what stays and what goes. There's always a practical energy to Capricorn and there is a sense of maturity here where you can look at what you've taken on and if it's too much, if there's something you need to let go of, if it's no longer working, if you're no longer drawn to it. Uh, This is an energy of change as all full moons are And it's a full moon in Capricorn, and Capricorn is a cardinal sign, which is about an initiation. So there could be something that's being initiated here that you're meant to redirect your energy towards. There could be some things that you've been working on or putting effort into that it's not bringing about anything. It's not bringing about any progress. It's not getting you further down the path. And you could say, okay, you know what, I gotta let this go and move on to something else that is a better match for me right now. There is a reality check here. And because this full moon is ruled by Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, there's a part of us that's really in tune with our future selves. We're really aware of what we want to build, what we want to develop, what matters for the long term, and these could be areas of your life that you're reviewing and you're looking at what is best here. What do I need to put into place and commit to? Now, this energy of Saturn in Aquarius is very active, and it's going to be active as we move into July, where the energy is going to get really dynamic as Mars in Leo is going to create a T-square with that Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus. So I want to touch on this T-square for a minute because it's going to be an energy that begins July. And July is just next week. And so this is the energy of it's time to get out of any standstill. It's time to look at what you need because that Mars in Leo brings energy into your solar plexus. It brings it into yourself into your own life force, and what it's bringing up is what matters to you that maybe other people don't understand, or they don't get it. Maybe there's something here where this Mars and Leo is returning you to what lights you up, where you feel powerful and courageous, what is helping you understand more of who you are, your unique light, and what you want in your life. And as it has this dynamic conversation with both Saturn and Uranus, something is meant to break free and break loose. Something is meant to move ahead and there could be some fireworks around it. There could be some big explosive energies that just come out that are just released And that does depend on how you manage energy, uh, whether you're very much aware of what's happening, or if there is like an outburst, or if you've been feeling a pressure, because this year has certainly had a pressure to it, Uh, whether that is the pressure to make decisions, move things along, or just even kind of an underlining pressure around your life. This year is meant to put you on a new track. But it needs to be in alignment with you first, or else it won't stick, or else you're living for other people, or else you're not owning your power, you're not owning your energy. In other words, you're not owning who you're meant to be in this life. And so this energy of Mars and Leo creating a T-square in the fixed signs means that there is something that has to budge, and it's going to come from that Mars masculine healthy ego energy that is reminding you of who you are, who you know yourself to be, and how you are honoring this for yourself, even if it's disturbing, even if it's creating waves or chaos, even if there's something here that is really uncomfortable it's almost like the energy of the solar plexus can be very bright and strong and clear and you just have a knowingness you have a sense of self a sense of what you want where you're going what matters to you and then the energy outside of you almost like it's outside of the aura can feel Confusing or murky. That's the energy that can have an interference uh, that can be coming in and disrupting what you want, where you're going, what you want to do. It's interesting because, you know, the negative parts of Leo can be very self-involved, can be narcissistic, can be the energy of, I'm going to do it my way. I only want to do it my way. I'm the king of the world. I'm the only one who exists on the planet. And that Leo energy can be very much all about itself. But when it's used in a healthy manner, when it has its higher expression, it's about self-leadership. This is what I want because this is who I am. And it's based on a deeper sense of self that only you understand and this is again where it can be confusing or murky because other people don't know that other people don't understand that especially if you're interacting with people at various levels of consciousness uh, who may or may not be awake who may or may not understand energies so we're building up to a dynamic beginning of July where you might feel this energy rising in what you have to do for yourself and everyone else can figure out their own lives sort of like you're all grown-ups here figure it out or everyone has a potential invitation or catalyst back to themselves around what they are ready to choose next or what they're ready to do next and sometimes this Leo energy can want to be the hero for everyone and can be in charge and is good at being in charge. But this is something that's more about the self and how your energy is affecting or interacting with others. Now we do have Venus entering Leo. Also, she joins Mars on June 26th and Leo, and it will be in the middle of July that Mars and Venus will be conjunct in Leo together. And I have a separate podcast for you on Monday talking about those energies because it's the first time in two years that Mars and Venus will be conjunct and they're conjunct in Leo between 18 and 20 degrees. So what they're both undergoing here is they're both feeling and sensing how much they've changed And how much their energies could be triggering other people, where there's something that is being recalibrated or put into a higher alignment that shows you where you have to go your own way. Mars is the masculine, Venus is the feminine. So this is the two energies in yourself coming together and really being lined up. From a place of strength within you. The strength to go your own way. The strength to know yourself more. This can just be very grounding. Again, it can be very clear energy in that solar plexus that's coming alive. A part of you is coming alive, maybe even for the first time in your life. But there's been a lot of discomfort with it. There's also been a lot of pressure. I'm just feeling like like being pressed between bricks or just feeling so responsible, or like, I have to do this right for everyone else, or I have to make sure that people understand, or I have to make sure, you know, XYZ, yet that's all false messaging, because really, it's not your responsibility to do all that. And so we have this interesting inner conflict, perhaps, where we're creating the pressure, where we're creating something that gives us, I'm going to call it a false sense of control or a false sense of power sort of like well if I do this all this is going to fall apart or if I don't do this this is what's going to happen next it sort of can feel like you're in a no-win situation with these energies like that's the tension and it's interesting because you can flip that around to a higher consciousness where everyone wins When I honor myself, everyone benefits when I'm in my power, everyone can prosper and grow and have something happen to them. That's perfect for them. When I honor myself, because the truth is we can't control other people's feelings, choices, perspectives, anything. And we know this, but I feel like this strong energy of Saturn retrograde in Aquarius has really shown us more of what we've been doing for others, what we've been holding up, what we've been committed to, uh, what has been something that we've been invested in. And this is a cycle that allows you to break free from anything that's no longer in resonance with who you are now. And that's the gift for everyone involved, where it can feel like you're rocking the boat. It can feel like... Now, there's going to be all these problems, or there's going to be all this chaos, or there's going to be all this everything. But what this is, is a really powerful opportunity to trust yourself, to release yourself from other people's energies. Because again, I feel like that can be an unconscious way that we feel wanted, where I don't want to disappoint people because I know that they need me and it feels good for them to need me. I like being needed. So you go into again what that core emotion is or what that primal feeling is and it will reveal even more of what's going on for you and it can also help you understand what you're not responsible for. Now, I know that so many of you, your light workers, your empaths, your hypersensitive, you're very aware of energy, and we can have these unconscious energetic dialogues for people where we're comfortable taking on a lot because you're usually energetically strong in some way, like you can carry a lot for people, you can hold a lot of space or hold a lot of energy, but so much about this year is going your own way being very clear on more of what your mission is what your energy is what your purpose is and to allow others the gift to do the same that you're probably modeling for them what it means to stand on your own to do your own thing this is where you are the leader in a soul group In a family, in a friends, in a workplace, you are the leader who is understanding you can't compromise your life for anybody. And that is how you're demonstrating to others what it means to live authentically. This just feels like a really big theme right now. And again, it wasn't something I was even going to discuss. I had no notes about it, but it feels like it's very prominent right now. Because, on an individual level, there's so many of you who have a deeper understanding of who you are, what you want, where you're going. And then on a collective level, This is how we are co-creating the new earth. This is how we are generating new experiences on the planet outside of the 3D matrix, outside of what we've known. Uh, This is very much about that entrepreneurial spirit. This is about your authentic self. This is about what it means to trust in yourself as you co-create with the universe. So we have big energies at play that are going to create some breakdowns some breaking freeze some releases i'm seeing a lot of cords being not only cut but retracted like if you corded yourself to someone else out of a desire for safety that might be one of your main themes right now where you are now learning how you're safe on your own or you're safe to do your own thing and you're building up that energy and confidence to do so And this could directly relate to the Capricorn full moon energies, where you see where you're ready to stand on your own. Capricorn is connected to the strength of the backbone, the strength of the spine, having a strong spine, having a sense of self that's mature, that's aware, and that's ready to really be recognized for who you are. So it's a very interesting energy that we are gifted with right now. This is a time of really looking at what you need, what you need at a deeper level in your life, what it means to live a life that you're proud of, to live a life that is in resonance with your truth, and to live a life that's in alignment with your gifts, your skills, who you are, and what you want in this lifetime. And the reason why it's so big is because of Mars interacting with that Saturn and Uranus energy that's at play throughout 2021 is shifting us permanently. And that's just one of the main energy signatures of this year. We're all feeling it at some level of our being. And if you are the more conscious and aware person in your environment in your community in your family with your friends then you're probably feeling it in a much stronger way we'll keep talking about this energy in next wednesday's podcast and we'll talk about it because we'll be entering july and we will even be feeling these energies stronger as both mars and venus are going to interact with saturn and uranus and so very quickly here before signing off for this week's show, I have to share with you, I have a brand new astrology course that I'm so excited to release because I wish I had this course years ago. I wish I had something like this that I could have used every year of my life. And so if you have a birthday, if you know the basics of astrology, if you're aware of how to interpret Energies, then I have for you a new course that's called How to Read Your Solar Return Chart, where I guide you through all the energies of your solar return. I share with you what it means if, for example, your birthday falls on a new moon, a full moon, or an eclipse. We talk about what it means if you have retrograde planets. In your solar return chart, we talk about some of the main things to look at so that you can formulate an understanding of what this year of your life is going to involve as well as the opportunities and themes that will come up along the way. Now, this course doesn't replace a professional astrological reading, but it is designed for those of you who are ready to go deeper in your astrological knowledge and you want to understand more about your solar return chart. So, I'm so excited because this is going to help you not only become more of your own astrologer, but you're going to basically know the main themes coming up for you in the year ahead. So, check out the details below the podcast podcast and it is 50% off with coupon code birthday so that you can actually buy the course once and then come back and use it every year i mean you're going to have lifetime access so you can just come back and keep reviewing it going forward i also have for you on the main page a tutorial that shows you how to create your solar return chart before you buy the course, because you do need to bring your solar return chart to the program. So this shows you how you'll be ready to go, you'll have it in front of you. And then the course will take you through more of the energies and what to look at in the chart. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it really helps you. And again, I wish I had had this years ago, because I look at my solar return chart every year. And it's amazing how accurate it can be, and it's amazing how you can be more conscious around the energies of that particular birthday year. So check it out below this podcast episode, and I hope that it is timely for you. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. It is a joy to connect with you through this world of astrology. I greatly appreciate your time, energy, and presence. I'll be back here every Monday and Wednesday for another podcast episode, and be sure and check out my YouTube channel where I have more astrological updates for you, including a ton of playlists that cover various astrological topics. I wish you a beautiful Capricorn full moon. I also wish you rising strength in your own power as well as confidence in yourself and what you are moving through in this year. Take good care and I will see you back here soon for another podcast episode.